I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him, guy, you're making a mistake. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio, and we have with us today the Grizz. Who's hurting a little bit? Maybe we'll ask him about that. Um, he, uh, we also have Scott Brown from, let's see, Fiat, Chrysler, Dodge, uh, Alfa Romero. and well, I, You know, I t- wanna, why don't you introduce yourself, Scott? Yeah, no, you had it right. Fiat Chrysler. I do media relations for Fiat Chrysler, but the brands underneath that umbrella, the parent company, are Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and then Fiat and Alfa Romeo. Mopar throw in there. SRT is our performance division. So I've got lots of uh, lots of goodies to play with. Boy, you do. And I want to thank you. This last weekend we had the Outdoor Writers Conference, and you, know, you gave me a vehicle to take with me. And it, it was a uh, you know you said oh it's a minivan. I'm thinking minivan? Are you kidding me? But. <laughs> You know, and as you said, you know, the original minivan, what was it back in the probably the 70s? Well, early 80s. Early, early 80s. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've come a long way. What can I say? <laughs> they have. Yeah. But have. Uh, you're, it's, it's called a Pacifica. Right. And um, I'll just mention about a little bit, then we'll talk about some other stuff. I left a little bit late. Yeah, I'm not going to admit to anything of any wrongdoing or speeding or anything such thing. But it's at least a two-hour drive, and it took me an hour and a half. And when I was just kind of cruising along, trying to keep it within a reasonable limit of the speed limit, I looked down, and I don't want to tell you how fast I was going, but it was it was still in double digits, but not by much. So... Um, it- the V6 motor, about 290 horsepower, I think 287 horsepower, nine-speed automatic transmission. Nine-speed, wow. And we'll get up to 28 miles per gallon on well, the highway. I, I was so. going to say, this thing had, I normally drive an Expedition, this thing had more horsepower um, and, and probably more room in the interior than my Expedition and got three times the mileage. Yeah, no, that's... And you know that sounds good. Hey, but you want to know something funny about the whole thing? Here he is speeding as fast as he can go. I didn't say that. Did and I say I that? I have his driver's license in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Grizz. Well, that makes well, me feel really you good. Well, you know, you got it. I mean, you have it now. Yeah. But just tell him. I know. I left it there last time, on you. last time I was down there. It disappeared, and Grizz had to send it back to me. But uh, <laughs> and I never said I was speeding, did I? You just uh, were yeah. efficient. Yeah. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what you said, John. Okay. Exactly. All right, I'm not to admit to nothing. But anyway, that thing. And you know what uh, struck me, uh, Scott, is that you're talking about the normally, you know, when we can, well, even even Grizz is old enough to remember the, the uh, cars from the 60s and 70s and 50s, and every year there would be a model change, and you had to buy a new car because there's a different, but what they did is they would start with the design and then try and make a cabinet fit. But what you guys are doing now is completely opposite. And you said something about the platform, and I go, well, what do you mean? And 
apparently your goal is to start with a four by eight sheet of of uh, plywood, <laughs> and you put a four by eight sheet of plywood in the vehicle, and then you build the car around it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, not not exactly that, but the reality is, you know, there's trucks and minivans. Um, you know, the designers have to kind of take a back seat. They can't just joy draw their dream draw their dream machines. They've got some constraints. Minivans have to be built built around carrying people and things, mm-hmm. right? So there's a box. There's 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 this inside of a minivan. You have to build that around. We need the best way, the most efficient way to carry six, seven, eight adults. And oh, by the way, you know the wheel wells have to be wide enough that people in the event that they need to carry up something four feet wide um, a sheet of plywood a sheet sheet of sheetrock whatever um, and so yeah you start with a minivan the designers are, are hamstrung a little bit because the vehicles are designed from the inside out instead of from the outside in mm-hmm. um, and let's face it you know that's why maybe they're not the most sexy vehicles but the reality is is when it comes to hauling stuff there's nothing better oh there's they're nothing. no they're they're nice looking vehicles yeah um, and, and quiet and smooth and uh, you know you, the other vehicle we took up was uh, Durango right from Dodge but, but you know I'm not really sure um, which one I would pick because it kind of depends on the situation I think that you know the uh, Pacifica not that I'm a soccer mom but you can put you know it seats eight people right and the way that it's put together where all the seats fold down flat mm-hmm. and if the seats are not full down flat you've got these compartments where you can put a couple of cases of beer not that I would of course right. um, <laughs> or drive over the speed limit <laughs> or drive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's just. Uh, well, just I got a question vehicle. about yeah. the Pacifica. Yes. Did they start making it again? We did. Because we did. the Pacifica down here uh, in Mexico, they had them for I think three years, and then they stopped them. And I haven't seen a new one. Right. So yeah, Grace, you're right. We made that like 2007 through 2010, I believe, or maybe it was six through nine. Um, then we stopped making them, and that was more of an SUV. Um, it was actually kind of a cutting edge. It was kind of a crossover CUV. Went away, and now the Pacifica is actually the the, the, the Chrysler Town and Country replacement. So it's back. We brought the name back. It replaces the Town and Country as our wholesale minivan. Um, but we we changed the name because it really is. It's light and shoulders different. I mean, it's head and shoulders different than um, than the the Town and Country that it replaced. It's a great, it's a great vehicle on a great platform. Well, Scott, you keep saying minivan, and for some reason, minivan just does not seem to fit the description of the car that I drove. And and that's why we changed the name to Pacifica. Um, is is yeah, and we're trying. We've tried to do that. We've tried to differentiate because minivans aren't sexy. I mean, a lot of people don't want to drive a minivan, but we really. And so we're trying to separate it a little bit. But the reality is, it is a minivan. The bones, the guts, what it does, the functionality, the versatility, the efficiency, everything about it is a minivan. We absolutely have tried to design it to look, you know, super, super good. We think we've done a good job at oh, it. Oh, yeah. That, Visibility. That, it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it still like, because uh, I haven't seen one, so I'm kind of ignorant on this. So the one that I looked at and was going to buy and had a hard time getting it down here in the color I wanted it was like a super station wagon. Right, right. 
Yeah, you know, it, and it, that was a, it was all-wheel drive. There was a lot of great things about that vehicle, Grizz. This one is a little bit more traditional box. You know, you're right. That one was a super station wagon. This one is a little bit more upright. Um, this one is, you know, he, it's got what we call stow-and-go, where all of the seats fold into the floor, so you, you can have a big, you know, cavernous interior. So you could put a queen-size bed back there. Just about you. I mean, honestly, there's, it's a huge space. You couldn't do that with the old Pacifica because it was more just, you know, sport utility. Um, cross. Well, the old, other ones were absolutely beautiful, wonderful to drive. Like I said, I drove one. I came within two days of buying a new one, but they couldn't. In yeah. Mexico, of course, you know, yeah. it's a heck of a lot well, different Grizz, state. Grizz and Scott, and I, I wanted a red one. Well, we're we're running out of time here. We only got a couple of seconds left. But uh, I guess the best thing to say is that uh, just go online you know, or just go to your dealer and you know, check out some of these other. Those Fiats are incredible. And of course the Alpha and the uh, um, well, you've got some new Alpha coming out too, don't you? Let's yeah, we've, we've got a, per, a, a four-door sedan from Alpha. We've only had the little two-door. Now we've got a four-door sedan. Wow. Kind of a volume car. And you mentioned something about the Pacifica. You're coming out next year with a hybrid well, later this year, it'll be available in December. There will be a hybrid yeah. version of the Pacifica. And um, by combined mileage with the gas and the electric, you get, what, 80 miles a gallon? Well, the government will rate it at 80 MPGE. It'll wow. be 30, 30 miles electric only. Um, and then when you count that with the fuel that you get, the fuel economy that you get, it'll actually, on a tank of gas, you'll get 500 miles you know, wow. on a tank of gas. Incredible. So, well, yeah. anyway, appreciate the use of the car, Scott, and we'll be talking to you real soon soon. All right. And, and uh, incredible stuff. You guys really make it a good product now. We'll be right back with you on Fish Talk Radio, and we've got some exciting stuff coming up, so stay tuned. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. I got the launch ramp blue. Launch ramp blue. Launch ramp blue. Launch ramp blue. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a couple of very, very famous people on the line with us. We have, of course, the Grizz, who did something stupid, if you don't mind my saying so, Grizz, and so he's in pain. Um, (laughs) And then we have uh, Steve Lynch, co-owner of Procure, um, which is a company that we've had on before. And they they have just an incredible operation up in Portland, Oregon. Hey, by the way, Steve, I'm planning on being up there middle of the month, so hopefully I can come by and see what you guys do up there. Yeah, I'd like to show you around. That'd be great. Yeah, but uh, give us a give us a quick idea about what it is that you do, and the kind of uh, uh, the expanse of your operation. Well, we started in 1984 uh, with uh, a project to commercially cure salmon eggs. Uh, that way we could preserve them and dye them different colors. And now we're, we're in about 1987, we started doing bait oils and different scents. And so we take real bait and press it for the oil and then grind the rest of it up and put it in a gel base. So if you're, if you're using real bait, you can inject it or marinate it with our oil. Or if you're using irons or soft plastics or anything artificial, you can use our gel. And it's 100% real product. Uh, you know, there's, there's no filler in with it. I mean, so if it says anchovy, it's 100% anchovy you're using. And, well, you know, Grizz and I have talked about this before, and we were just mentioning trying to get some down to him. Apparently, he haven't had much success at doing that, but I've taken it down. And, uh, yeah, I'm a true believer. But Why don't you bring me some down, John, in November? All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve, you may have to send me some more then, and I'll take it with me. No problem. I'll be glad okay. to. Okay. And then, uh, Grizz, what what would you say in Baja that, uh, what let's just say, what flavor do you think would be the best? Squid? Sardines. Sardines. 
Anytime you're fishing down here, the good flavors would be uh, calamar, you know, squid. Uh-huh. Uh, the sardines, which is the uh, Monterey sardines. Well, the, the sardinas or sardines? Sardina, well, sardines, uh, sardinas in Spanish, John. <laughs> I know, but it's two different things. The sardinas are little tiny flashy things. The sardines we eat in California are completely they're different. Called, yeah, but that's it. They're Monterey sardines. Okay. Is the name of them. Mm-hmm. And those Correct. two flavors, I think, would be probably the best... I, you know that there is, and and tuna is another one I'm going to send you. That works extremely well. Thank you, John. You're going to have to no, pause no, me he, what he's saying. I, I can't I, I, hear him. I, I'm sorry. He said also another one that he wants to uh, works well is is the tuna. The tuna will be good. The tuna would be really good for marlin. Yeah. It would be very, very good for marlin. Okay. Yeah. And Bonita, too, if you're talking about marlin lures. Yeah. You know, that would be good, too. Well, there again, Bonita in California and Mexico are two different species. Well, you have uh, California, and we, we have them come down here, too. Okay. But, yeah, the ones with the white meat is what we have up here. Yeah, the one with the teeth. Yeah. But uh, anyway, well, it, we call those bonita, and the ones without the teeth, we call skipjacks. Okay, well, almost the same. Actually, it's bonito, though. Not to be. Smart well, I don't speak Spanish too, John. Know, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's, <laughs> anyway, Steve, um, and, and if you could just try and I know you're on a cell phone, but try and you know try and project as best you can because Grizz is an old man. He's hard of hearing and he and he talks real loud. And we only have one volume control. Okay, uh, I've got my volume as high as it will go on the phone. Okay, uh, I am coming up to an exit. Maybe I can pull off. Okay. Anyway, you were talking about what you do, but when I talked to you in the past, the size of your operation and the volume of what you do is almost unbelievable. Yes, I mean we've we've grown every year uh, since since nineteen eighty four. I mean, it's, um, we're now buying thirty eight different baits from across the U.S. Uh, and processing it. So we're, we're doing a lot of baits for the southeast market, you know, like the ladyfish, pinfish, huh. mullet, and Hayden. Uh, and we refrigerate, you know, have that flask frozen, and then we refrigerate truck it to Salem, Oregon, and then process it there. So everything is made right in Oregon. And let's talk about volume of what you process in, in Portland. Just give us an idea of how many gallons or tons or barrels or whatever it is that you do. Well, yeah, we've, we've, we've grown considerably in the last few years because we, we private label for a lot of the manufacturers, other manufacturers as well, and saw plastic manufacturers like Uncle Josh uh, and Z-Man are, are buying products from us. Uh, so, I mean, we're shipping stuff out 55-gallon drums. Uh, on a daily basis out of our factory in Salem to, you know, across the U.S. And we're currently selling in 14 countries. Uh, so thing, things are booming for us. You know, everything's looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I understood you. Are you doing anything other than fishing attractants, uh, such as for hunting, or is it only just for fishing? No, just fishing only. Okay. Yeah, fishing only. Are you you do freshwater and uh, saltwater, don't you? Yes, we do. We we have uh, products for both fresh and saltwater. 
Well, what we're doing this year, we're kind of taking a swing on the next season. We're going to be doing probably 50% of salt water and 50% of bass fishing starting, uh, actually starting in November. We're going to be fishing some of the giant uh, reservoirs for uh, these big bass, you know, 10, 15-pound bass. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and we have we have several parts of the bass, and it just depends on what they're feeding on. You know, if they're if they're lake bass, they're feeding on crawfish, or if they're feeding on say like shad, tilapia. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we we, we have uh, you know we buy those baits and process them as well. We have uh, in our reservoirs up here. We don't have crawfish that I've ever seen or even heard of. What we have is shad. And tilapia, we don't have hardly any bluegill whatsoever. Mostly shad and tilapia is their favorite foods. Mm-hmm. And okay. then, of course, and some of them have frogs, but it's very <laughs> rare. And then there's several types of shad. There's, there's, there's threadfin shad, there's gizzard shad, there's American shad, and true shad. But I, I believe you're, they're probably using the threadfin shad. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Uh, yeah, we well, purchased, we uh, send John a bunch of those things, and I'll put it on television okay. down here. And, well, everywhere. It's not only down there. You know, we're seen in 47 countries. And then uh, I'll try both of them and write about them and see how they work. It's very interesting. Okay. Well, we've, we've only got a couple minutes left with you, but I've got a couple of questions for you. First of all, Marco just walked in the room. He's a little late, but he made it. <laughs> And hi, Marco. How you doing? Good. But uh, the uh, Steve, mainland Mexico, and it's something I've only been learning about in the last couple of years, mainly from the Gris. They've got these huge reservoirs, uh, primarily with these huge bass, and they get so little pressure, and they got so much food that you know if you're looking for Empty. you know it's like trophy fish and list in, in a, on a fly rod Gris. The last time you went to El Salto. How many did you catch in one day, and about what size were they? Uh, well, uh, the last time I fished in El Salto with a fly rod, I got about 125, and I averaged three to six pounds. Wow. Uh, but I, I do hold the world record on fly rod in El Salto, which is 19 and three-quarter pounds. Man, and then I fish a lot of our milpa, and I catch over 200 fish a day on our milpa. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I know it wasn't that long ago that the indigenous to the Mexicans, uh, you know, fishing is to them has always been subsistence. So these uh, gringos come down, uh, fly rods, catch these fish and release them, and they go, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, John, I'm the one that put up the programs for the yeah. uh, indigenous people and yeah. taught them how to... Uh, yeah. To uh, fish and catch yeah. and release. Yeah, but they go like, "Why would you catch a fish and then release it? That's stupid." <laughs> Until I turned yeah. them into guides and they started making two hundred dollars a day. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's another thing to put on the list, Steve. Yeah, no, that sounds like fun. You know, I'm, I'm in Mexico a couple times a year, but I, I've I've never done any freshwater fishing there. Yeah, it's always been salt. Well, it's it's primarily in the mainland, but uh, you know, you could uh, we'll take you down to Baja, and uh, between Grizz and I, I'm sure we could take you we'll take real good care of you. 
Okay. Yeah, John will take your fish and John will take your drink and I'll take the fishing part. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Uh, I had the pleasure on Sunday. I went out and we went albacore fishing uh, and we were throwing a lot of iron. And we put 98 albacore in this boat in two and a half hours. Wow. And they said their record, I mean, there, there was fish all the, all the, 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 the fish boxes were full. They were out of ice. We ended up putting uh, 38 fish just on the deck of their boat the other day bled. And where was, where uh, was it? We got, we got to get going, but where was that out of? That was out of Iwaco, Washington. Wow. Okay. And that was just using tuna on, on the iron jigs. You're putting a tuna shell yeah. right well, on they, the iron jigs. We, must we never you, had to move. Must have had some pro-cure on that. Anyway, we got to go, you guys. But uh, Steve Lynch, uh, pro, pro-cure. It's procure.com, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, go to pro-cure, C-O-R-E, dot com. And, um, and check that out. And if you want to catch some fish, there, there you go. And then Grizz, uh, A-S-O-B productions.com but anyway we'll we'll, we'll be back with you shortly thanks a lot Steve we'll be in touch thank you John I'll send you a share package for both you and Griff there you go okay you're listening to Fish Talk Radio go to fishtalkradio.com For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. 
fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Gonna back this boat into the water Find a way to win a couple dollars Where the man says is a cobra coming down Bring it on, I've seen it all by now Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have with us Marco, who just kind of wandered in here, our favorite co-host. And we have the Grizz, which is our perennial co-host, who's, I don't know, we should mention, you know, he's hurting for certain, but it's his own fault. But I don't want to make him laugh, so I will see. No, please. <laughs> and then, and then, we have, uh, then we have Mark Lassane, who is uh, owner, publisher, editor, um, janitor for Bass Angler Magazine. And um, I understand, that Mark, that you're in Texas right now, right? You're getting ready. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in a boat at Lake Conroe right at the moment. Oh. You know, I heard a long time ago, you know, Texans like their pickup trucks, right? And yeah, there's um, a bunch of them here. Yeah, and almost, almost every pickup truck has a gun rack in the back window. And you know, when yeah, they're all drugstore cowboys. <laughs> well, drugstore. Anyway, but when you see a pickup truck driving down the road, uh, it's either got a bass boat behind it or it's on its way to get the boat. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's a way more bass boats around here than there is in California. So. Yeah. But uh, So what are you doing in Texas? You know, I'm practicing for the Federation Nation Nationals that are coming up here in November. So uh-huh. spending a few days trying to acclimate myself to the lake and kind of figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. Well, you've been, from what I understand, you've had a pretty good year this year as far as compet- yeah, competition. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, a pretty good year. Yes, it has. Yeah. And uh, with your day job, I know that, uh, you know, being a professional bass angler might be fun and, and exciting and glamorous, but, you know, it's it's not an easy way to make a living. It's a grind. You know yeah. it is. But, you know, I mean, I love it, but it, it is a grind. So and what is what is your what is your what is your day job? Well, you know, I publish Bass Angler Magazine. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, I do that, and, you know, and then I fish. And that's that's yeah. pretty much it. Spent a couple hundred days on the water and, uh, you know, put out four great magazines a year. Wow. Well, it doesn't sound like a bad deal. Of course, you know, Grizz um, works hard, but I don't know if he has that much fun. But uh, did you... If I didn't have fun, John, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if... Did, Grizz, did you tell the story already about what you did to break your ribs? Was that on the air? No, it wasn't on the air. You, <laughs> All right, let's embarrass you. Tell us the story real quick. Well, I was up in northern Mexico, where there's just literally millions of white-winged doves coming in, and we were doing a dove show for Hunt Channel and Tough TV and the Sportsman Channel. 
And I have my camera guy set up, one on one side of me, filming the gun and me getting ready to make the shot. I had the other guy focused in on the bird. I got a white wing coming straight at me. Perfect, perfect situation for filming. And he gets right in front of me and I shoot and miss. So I bend over backwards, completely backwards with the shotgun in my hand and shoot him over my back, which I did. He was only 10 feet above me. Oh, man. Feathers went everywhere, but I lost my balance on the shot. I got a loaded automatic shotgun with one in the chamber and I'm going down. So I can't let loose of the shotgun to catch myself. So I hold the shotgun because I don't want to kill one of my cameramen. And I fall on a rock pile and break ribs. Oh, Oh, man. True story. Well, you know, it actually gets even better. You're telling me that your son Charlie was there filming. Oh, yeah. Well, Charlie was standing off to the side of me. And at the angle that my cameraman was filming, he shot at the same time I fell. And my cameraman starts screaming, Charlie shot his dad. (laughs) Because he shot, thought Charlie shot me. (laughs) And you look at it on on the camera, and damn right, it looks like he shot me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, we're also talking, you know, mm-hmm. of, of course, about the mainland fishing in Mexico that Grizz has, uh, has, has had some success with. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, bass fishing in Texas, if you don't mind, Mark. Sure, sure. Well, it's still hot right here. You know, it's about 90, 90 today, you know, even though it's cooled off a couple of days. Uh, you know, bass fishing is just uh, just okay. You know, we got a few up shallow. Um, kind of in the rocks, you know, feeding on crawfish. Um, you know, we have some out on the ledges and, you know, out in offshore points. So, and then there's a few uh, relating to some deep tops. So, and we're catching them throwing crankbaits and worms and Carolina rig, kind of, a, you know, a variety of thing. Every, t- every spot you go to, you got to really try something different because the fish are not real, not real active. You kind of have to get it right next to them and get them to react to, to bite. So, but we're getting a few. I got one about seven or eight pounds yesterday, and, you know, I got one close to five today, and, you know, and a bunch of smaller ones. So it's, it's been okay. I'm, you know, learning learning about the lake. Uh, you know, it's the first time I've ever been here. So I'm still just trying to, you know, trying to figure out the different places that are going to be good. And, well, Mark, you fish in a lot of different areas. Uh, you know, sometimes we talk to you, you're in Colorado or Oregon or you know the south or because you you know like you said you spent about 200 days on the water um, but tell us a little bit about bass fishing in texas is the is the water different is it warmer is it is it all largemouth and do they feed on different things or is it all pretty much the same well you know here they, they feed on shad and crawfish a lot you know and then not so much on uh, you know bluegill and brim like you know in some places and the water's a little murky. Um, the lakes are shallower than, than California. Kind of, some, you know, a lot of little shallow, flat, big shallow, flat points. Um, are you, you know, fishing the lakes are way, bigger than, way bigger than California. 
Uh, Are you pitching Falcon? I haven't. You know what? I heard Falcon is on fire right now. A friend of mine, it's, Matt Reed. It's hotter uh, than there. you can imagine. They're catching a lot of 9 to 12 pounders. Yeah, I heard that. I heard it's been really good. I mean, monster fish right now. And, I mean, every time they go out, they send me an email and send me pictures. They're catching at least one 10-pounder. Wow. That's great. Are you familiar with Breckeridge? <laughs> or Baccarat, no. excuse me. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah Baccarat, sure. I'm going up there and fishing for a week the first part of November. Have you fished it? I have not fished Baccarat. <clears throat> fished El Salto, Cachilla, and... Uh, and... Oh, and one other one. I forgot what it was. Hey, hey Grizz, I'm, I'm coming down to La Paz the first part of November, so you're supposed to pick me up at the airport. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, I've told you about that. Where are you coming, Joe? Well, we'll talk about that later. People don't want to hear about it. Well, yeah, they do, because we've got a trip coming up uh, to East Cape. Uh, it's, oh, it's that's officially right. The 7th to the 11th is the official trip. But we're going gonna to go to La Paz, spend a couple of days maybe with Grizz, and go to Cabo, do some fishing, and then go to East Cape from the 7th to 11th. And it's a fun, fun trip at a very affordable price. So if anybody out there is listening... Um, you need to, because it's coming up in less than a month. You better hurry up and get in touch with me. Maybe we'll even get Mark down there. One day, I, one day I do need to get down there. You know, that yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, of course, you wouldn't have any fun catching billfish or rooster fish or anything like that, I'm sure. No, yeah, that'd be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, I mean, even the Dorado are coming back, aren't they, Grizz? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big one. Yeah. So it's finally starting to turn around. Uh, anyway, we're talking about uh, bass that fishing was sarcasm. in Texas. And we're talking about, yeah, oh, come on, it's true. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, okay, I won't hurt you because you got broken ribs, but. Uh, well, let's put it this way you can catch a 100 Dorado right now. Uh, in La Paz or down at East Cape. Yeah. And the biggest one may weigh five pounds. Not kilos, pounds. Well, uh, wow. yeah, but they, they grow fast. The next month they're going to be a lot bigger. Well, the good thing about it is the marlin fishing's good. Well, yeah, with all those doradas. they all the baby doradas. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, before we go, we only got a couple of minutes left. Is there anything, Mark, that you've got coming up that you want to let people know about? Well, you know what? I well, I have a couple of tournaments coming up, and then we'll have another issue coming out here. I'm working on the working on the winter issue. The, the fall issue just came out, um, and I'm working on the winter issue of Bass Angler. Uh, you always go to BassAnglerMag.com and check it out, see what we're doing. Uh, or our Facebook Bass Angler Magazine Facebook page. Uh, we've got a lot going on there, and uh, i got a couple tournaments coming up. We've got a Pro-Am next week. Um, then on, uh, you know, in about three more weeks, I'll be heading back up here to Texas to cool. are you the, uh, a Pro-Am to hopefully make the Bassmaster Classic. Mark, are you the Pro or are you the Am? I'm the Pro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe I can be your Am. <laughs> yeah, come on out. Well, good time. Yeah, okay. 
But uh, yeah, no, that's that that sounds great. And good luck on that upcoming tournament that you're going down there. And we still have to get you down to uh, to Baja and uh, get you some blue water fishing with your bass rod. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that, so mm-hmm. can't wait. Yeah. Okay, and then, Grizz, you've got, uh, well, of course, you've always got stuff coming up. If people want to do trips, you've got stuff going all over Baja and mainland Mexico. Well, John, what I started back into, like I said, I've been for eight years fishing uh, the uh, okay. saltwater stuff, and I'm going back into bass Good. fishing, freshwater, okay. and also my fans in the United States have been asking me to do hunting again. Okay. So I'm back All right. into that. Well, let's go to go to your time. Facebook. Go to your Facebook page, Mike Ritz. M R I T Z. My Facebook is Mike Ritz. Yes, and uh, uh, asobproductions.com and find out about right, it. Right, that's my website. Go to, go to fishtalkradio.com and let us know if you want to go fishing in November. I'd really like to hear from you.